Okay, so I'm with Easton Allred um, in my first episode of Running to the Max. Uh, how are you doing, Easton? Good. How about you? I'm doing good. Thank you for joining me. Um, so first, I just want to get into how did how did you start running? Can you tell us about that? Yeah, so I started running in middle school when I so I was I was really into basketball all the time. Like that was my big passion. Like that's what I was doing all the time. And I would run to get in good shape for basketball. And my coach, when he like heard the two mile times I was running, because um, he wanted our whole team to run two miles a day or two miles a week, and he would make me redo them because he didn't believe the times I was sending him. And so what so, times were you sending him at that point in your life? Um, I feel like it was, I want to say like around like 11 minutes. And that's without any training. Yeah, so that was just that was just going out and running, and it was like a lot of like uphill too. But. So basically, that just led into the sport. That's how you realized you were pretty uh, gifted at it. So that's why you started uh, doing cross country and track. Yeah, and I just like, I mean, like that's when I started realizing I was good at it. So that made me like started start doing like middle school races, and then I didn't really train in middle school either. I just raced, but um, I started loving the sport. And then my freshman year of high school, I started to enjoy cha- training. And then I was like, all right, I'm gonna quit basketball and make this my thing. So what year was that, or what grade were you in? I was in, like, wait, for when I started... When you uh, first year uh, started your official, um, your first official track or cross-country season? So I started my first, my first cross-country season, my coach wouldn't let me run because he knew that I was playing basketball also, and he, like, wanted uh-huh. me to cheat so between the two, and I was like, okay, screw you, I'm gonna play basketball. Yeah. And then, um, and then during the track season... I ran for him because basketball didn't get in the way. And that was freshman year of, I don't know, like 2017. And then he, for the next cross-country season, he was like, okay, he's pretty good. We want to yeah. run. He's like, you can do both sports. So did you so. start off on varsity or did you work your way up towards that? I, I started off on varsity. Nice. Were you uh, top five on the varsity team? or? Yeah, I think I, think I was the number two guy my sophomore year. Wow, that early. I, I was like, I was like number one or number two guy yeah. my sophomore year. So, so, um, you're the only one in your family who runs, correct? Yeah. Um, my, well, my sisters, my sisters did run, but it was more of like a fun thing that they more did. More of a social thing that they do? Sport. Yeah. Um, so. so, what team, you started off in uh, Colorado, that's where you're originally from, then you moved to Utah. So, what team did you start off on? Was it just a local club team or was it a high school so, or... I mean, other than, like, the middle school teams that I did, it was more just for fun. The first team I ran for was Rock Canyon High School. Okay. Did you also ran for, uh, what's that uh, one club called, Cocopelli? Oh, yeah, Cocopelli. I, uh, so Lisa Rainsberger is a lady who coaches that. She's great. And her daughter is Katie Rainsberger, who I believe has two NXN titles. And I did run with her my my freshman cross-country season is is when I ran for Cocopelli. Okay, so um, you've run for how many clubs uh, so far, not including high school? Not Teams. including high school? Yeah. I think just the one, if you don't include high school. And so you've been to three high schools, so um, I know you said you moved from the first one uh, because you didn't like it as much, and you said your sister went uh, to the one you uh, transferred to? Yes. Uh, yeah. Sorry, go on. Oh, no, you go ahead. Oh, uh, yeah. Utah, did you, what's your favorite one and why? That's a tough question. Like when I, when I first moved to Utah, I was like 
really bummed about like a lot of things, but there's also like a lot of things I loved. And I I didn't I didn't I really missed the cross country culture of my second squad. So I went from Rock Canyon to Mountain Vista to Corner Canyon. And Mountain Vista had like a legacy of just being a really, really good team and having yeah. like and just having lots of good runners come through. And so they had like lots of culture and like I was really close to all the guys and they all wanted to work hard. And at Corner Canyon I didn't get to have that right away because partially it was because I was injured and so I didn't get to really integrate with the team. But I think that when I was finally able to run with them after about a year or so, I got to know the kids better and I started to understand them better. And now I think they actually have a great culture, but it's something that like I've kind of like had to help them with a little bit just since it's a newer program. But the coach has been incredible and I'm really good friends with the guys on the team. Um, And so I would say that I like Corner Canyon better. Because of the connection you have between the team and the coaches. Yeah, that and also just like the the school itself. Like, there's like lots of fun kids like outside of the cross country team and the track team that I really enjoy. And at Mountain Vista, I I liked the team just as much. They were a great team, but I didn't have like that many friends outside of the cross country team that I really missed. Yeah. So, uh, like you said, um, before you even officially started running during the basketball, you ran 11 minutes around that for two miles. So as you started entering high school, when did it first come to you that you had an opportunity uh, to break four minutes in the mile? Um, I mean, I was kind of a dreamer as a freshman in high school, and I just kind of always have been. My mom has raised me to be like that, and so I ran 427 my freshman year in the mile, and I was like the classic mile split geek that's just going on yeah. there, like searching everybody up, and... Um, when I did that, I was looking at like all these runners that were doing really, really well and, and like winning NXN and all these things. And I was looking at like what their freshman mile times were. And I was like faster than like all of them with altitude conversion. And so I was like, okay, like why not shoot for the moon? Like why not try to break four and win NXN? Yeah, that's like me. I'm constantly on athletic.net miles but looking at the freshman times, but the difference is uh, I'm not faster than all of them. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so uh, 427, obviously that's crazy fast as a freshman, especially at altitude, but you still weren't the fastest freshman because you were just three seconds beyond Cole Sprout, right? Exactly, yeah. I still I still get mad at him for that. <laughs> so your PR was as a sophomore, and you ran 409, and uh, the reason you didn't break four is because you got injured. Did Cole Sprout, what's his PR for the 30, or for the 1600? Um, so I know for sure that he's run 406, and then I can't recall if he ended up running a 403 or 402 postseason or not, um, but regardless, he's definitely in that kind of shape right now, so yeah, we're sure. Yeah, so I don't think anyone has any doubt that you would have broken four minutes had you not gotten injured, but specifically, how much do you think you would have broken the four-minute barrier by? Well, I mean, so that it's still, like, something that I'm shooting for, and, like, the goal was to do it last year, and I think that I I think I could have done it, and I think that with how much training I've been able to have now healthy, I think I can still do it, and I'm hoping to just barely, barely dip under. Like, I, with the shape I'm in now, I'm not going to, like, go 356 or anything, but I'm hoping to get 359, and I think that if I would have had a full healthy year of training last season and or I guess the last year and a half and coming back now I think that I would be 
um, hopefully like in like 357 shape. It's it's hard it's hard to say, but it's it's a fun thing. Yeah, and once you start getting cool to those times, up. every sing, uh, second counts so much. Exactly. It, exactly. No, like three. There's a really really big difference between 359 and 357. So. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, so you're one or two time NXN All American because I know you got 22nd place in 2017 as a sophomore and fifth place yeah. as a junior. So is 22nd place is the top 25 uh, All American or isn't it the top 21? So it's the top 21. So it's the I top got, 21. I, so you missed it I by one kinda, place. Yeah, I got kind of ripped off my sophomore year, but that's okay. So what? Uh, how much did you uh, miss the cut by? Was it a matter of seconds or? Oh, it, I think it was like literally like one or two seconds. It wasn't much. So right after that, I would say that's still a, a fantastic performance, especially by a sophomore, uh, being that young. But uh, you must have been happy with uh, that part. But were you really disappointed at the fact that you were just that much off of getting All-American as a sophomore? I mean, to be honest with you, to me, it was something that was funny. Like, because... My my sights were never set on like being all American. My 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 sights were set to like finish top five at NXN or become an NXN yeah. champion. So like my sophomore year, I saw more of something as like I'm just grateful to beat this meet. For sure. And sure, sure, I wish I would have gone all American. I wish I would have done a little bit better. But my mindset was always just like it doesn't matter because I'm going to be holding a bigger trophy next year anyways. So. Yeah. So uh, in 2019. Um, you ran NXN, you were injured the whole season, um, and you took 30th place in 1542 for the 5k, um, which, uh, the course, uh, also was in pretty bad condition, right, wouldn't you say? Uh, very muddy, very rainy, uh, going into that, um, injured, did you expect yourself to take, uh, top 50? Did you think you were gonna do worse? Did you think you were gonna do better? So, I thought... I knew I knew I wasn't gonna be running with the big dogs, but I I thought that I could do better than top thirty. Um, I, I think I was shooting for all American, and when I got that, I was like super like devastated. And then honestly, like after getting injured and like and like having it be a really long time since you've been like running well again, like you start to like doubt if you can ever get back to it. And so, uh, like I ran a really good two mile time trial, like like about a week ago and that was the first time I've ever been like oh sick like I didn't lose it like I yeah. thought I did but um it's it's definitely a scary thing you kind of just have to like trust yourself throughout the process and and that was a very real example of that for me so it was, it was humbling yeah. sure yeah so as runners uh this applies to everyone whether you're fast or slow or just beginning or uh an experienced runner we all have that moment in the final stretch of every race where we're just we're, we're extremely exhausted. Um, I'm very tired. We, we're almost there. We're about to finish the last 50 meters. I don't know, uh, depending on how long the race was. But that final stretch of every race, race, is there something that you think of? Whether it's maybe an inspirational quote or song, I don't know, that keeps you motivated, that keeps you going? Um, I, you know, I don't usually have, like, a quote, but I usually have, like, a super small mantra, like, usually like what it is is like i got this like that's like what i'll say to myself and i'll like try to relax and like just say i can do this i can do this i can do this because it's just super short it's simple and it gets like my mind focused on what i need to do and there's like a lot of science that shows that you like it's almost like impossible to push your body to what it's actually capable of and so i just try to remind myself of that like during a race and just like recognizing and like knowing that i can 
do more i just have to keep pushing is is always like a good thing for me to remember and realize so yeah so uh you said um i remember last time uh you do like writing as a hobby but you said it's something you don't know if you'll continue or not uh speaking of which i just ordered your book yesterday so i'm excited to get that and read it um so why don't you think you want to continue writing I think I definitely will at some point. Mm. I just don't think that there's a lot I have to say right now. I think I said like like what I've what I've learned I've put in that book that I wrote when I was 16 and I've learned a lot of new things since then, but they're like inconclusive. Like there's a lot in my life that's like in progress and I'm like figuring it out. Okay. And so I want to write a book once I like understand like all the trials that I've gone through over the last two years. And like once I've like fully overcome those things, then I'm sure that I will be um, writing another book or doing something that is um, this based on those things I've learned. I just am in the middle of a chapter of my life right now. And I yeah. Would, I would like to finish that first. So, sure. so um, you have that video. Um with uh, Caitlin Tui, uh, who is a Cole Sprout, Taylor Ewart, uh, Nico Young. Um, so they must be really inspirational uh, for you, despite the fact they're also high schoolers. Uh, do you look up to them as role models? Yeah, definitely. I looked up to all of them as, as role models. Like a lot of people ask me like how much of running is natural talent. And I like posted a video on this and it got a lot of hate because people disagree with me. Mm-hmm. But like I got to go to the Nike League camp with a lot of those guys and, and girls and you see the level of focus that they have and it's something that you've like never seen before like it's you can very easily like see why they're successful especially someone who's the same age as you too must be more motivating totally totally so yeah i mean it's they're definitely all really big inspirations and they all really work hard and are focused and um and they know what they want which i think is huge yeah so who do you look up to the most professionally because obviously we have a lot of um we have a lot of good American uh, runners here from the United States, like Galen Rupp, um, uh, Evan Jager, all those guys in the Bowerman Elite Club. But it seems like most of the elite runners, or a lot of them, are either Kenyans or Ethiopians. Do you look more up to Americans or just generally the best runners uh, in the world? Um, I would I would say both. Like I would say like there's so many good Kenyan runners. It seems that it's hard to like keep track of like all of them and all the great things they're doing and it's like not as relatable to me because i'm not kenyan but like the americans are really relatable and it's easier to see me like doing like what they do so um i would say i like keep better track of like the americans for sure but like i look up to Elliot kipchoge a ton and like definitely his, yeah. his humility is like something i've like never seen before and that inspires me a lot and then I really like Craig Ingalls and his, like, swag. Yes. So, um, unfortunately, we all know um, the London Marathon was canceled. Um, the favorite was obviously Kipchoge. Um, who, so, that's a hard one. We all know Kipchoge probably is the greatest marathon runner of all time. But his PR is only two seconds faster than Kennedy Spikili. So, how would you have seen that race going? I mean, it's hard to say, but I think that it would have been really, really, really close. Obviously, Kipchoge has a lot more popularity, uh, but Kenanisa Bekele is is a phenomenal athlete. I think it would have been really, really close. I think Kipchoge probably would have won, 
um, but not by a landslide. I hope that that happens, or I hope that they reschedule the race and, and those two race again sometime soon. Yeah, so uh, I was just talking to one of my coaches, and uh, they asked me a pretty interesting question, which uh, my response to this was Galen Rupp, but I'm sure you're going to have a different response. Maybe you'll say Craig Ingalls. Uh, so if you could have dinner with one pro runner, who would you choose? I think I think probably Craig Ingalls, yeah. And why is that? Well, I've actually like kind of had dinner with him. Oh, really? It, yeah, is that like the NXN thing? But I just think like he's a cool personality, and I think running often needs like four really cool personalities. And he just seems like a really chill, relaxed, like but also hardworking guy, and um, and just somebody that I look up to. So I think it'd be really cool to have dinner with him. Yeah. So what is it like meeting pros? Because obviously the pros. They're just humans like the rest of us. They have no superpowers. The only difference is they're willing to work hard and push um, and just become where they want to be in terms of times. Um, how do you look up to them as um, just humans in general? Um, yeah, no, like when you meet them, I feel like at first you're like a little bit like awestruck and then you get to talking to them and you realize like they have flaws, like they have things they struggle with and, uh, and they're just trying like the rest of us. But um, it's, I mean, it's like the same thing as like the elite kids, like they just have immense amounts of focus. And, and for me, it's cool to see them and meet them because it's like where I would like to be in a couple of years. Um, and so I really just like learning like what their lifestyle is and, and like what their day looks like. And so I think it's really cool. And, um, it's definitely a great experience meeting those people. Definitely, yeah. So, for anyone who doesn't know, uh, Easton committed to Brigham Young University. You visited UCLA and Stanford, correct? Yep. Uh, so, what made you choose BYU? Obviously, um, from an academic point of view, they're a really good school. Uh, they also have an amazing cross-country program. They just won nationals last year. Um, even beating Northern Arizona, who won, was it the last two or three years straight? Um, yeah. And you put an end to that streak. Uh, so, why'd you choose BYU? Was it just the community, the people? So when I started looking for colleges, my two biggest criteria are um, academics, or I guess three biggest criteria were academics, community, and the third one would be the team. And the team at BYU was well, is obviously incredible. They have great recruits coming in, mm. and they just won a national title. They're up there every year. The coach is very consistent and very good. Uh, also a super nice guy. And also, like, the community of BYU is full of great people, and uh, they're all, like, doing good things, and then academically, it's obviously great as well. So, it just felt like home and seemed like the best place where I can um, progress and move forward, so that was why I made that decision. Yeah, so how far are you from BYU right now, given that uh, you're both in uh, Utah? Uh, probably about 30 minutes, 40 minutes. They're in, what's it called, Provo? Yeah, Provo. And you're in, is, that, is Draper the name of your town also as well? Yeah, it's Draper. Yeah. So um, what do you see happening at BYU in terms of times and what uh, events do you think you'll specialize in? Um, I have no idea. I'll have to talk to Coach Eyestone, but I, I imagine myself running the uh, 10K and 5K most likely. And then um, for times, I hope to be like well under 14 for the 5K and no idea what to shoot for in the 10k i'll have to talk to coach Eyestone, but i mean obviously i'd love to be the fastest freshman in the country and i'll shoot for that 
Um, unfortunately, well, actually, I, I think fortunately, my class has great competition, so it's not going to be easy. But Nico Young, Josh Methner, Cole Sprout. Yeah, exactly. A lot of a lot of great names and a lot of great runners and good people too. But uh, that's what I'm hoping for. And then cross country, I would love to finish all American and uh, finish close to where Casey Klinger did his freshman year. Yeah. So um, you mentioned uh, that you're really interested in uh, entrepreneurship and all that um, investments. Uh, so, do you see yourself uh, pursuing a career in something that has to do with one of those uh, categories? Yeah, definitely. I think that I would love to do college and then I'd love to be a professional runner, obviously. But um, along the way, I think it'd be really cool to start at, like a small company, like whatever it is. And it's just something that I'm interested and passionate about when I'm graduating. Uh, work there for a little bit, figure out how things work, and then hopefully start a business on my own and something that I'm passionate about. So Yeah, so um, one uh, question that um, not everyone can answer because they don't think they'll really do this as a career, but if you were to join one pro running club within the United States, who would you choose and why? Bowerman, for sure. Bowerman, they okay. Have, they have like all the best runners, or they have like so many of the best runners, and uh, I really like Schumacher, and also like they're just like they seem like really cool people and um, cool gear you know that's always important but they just seem to have a really cool vibe and a good thing going so uh, probably Bowerman would you have considered um, had it not folded last year uh, Nike the Nike Oregon project as a possible alternative to Bowerman I mean for sure like if, if I was ever like lucky enough to run for either of those clubs I mean I'd be I'd be stoked so for, for sure. sure yeah so um you said, obviously, down the road, you would love to hopefully make the Olympics, um, maybe place there, uh, definitely try to make the Olympic trials within the next couple of years. Do you see that happening um, in uh, college or maybe uh, soon after? Um, I certainly hope so. That's one of those things, like running is a really interesting sport where you just have no idea how you're going to progress. Uh, but that's something that I'll definitely like keep in mind and train for and hope for. And um, that's, that's for sure a goal of mine, and I hope it does happen. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I know you said you only had 10, 15 minutes. We're already at 23, so I'll let you go. Um, thank you so much for joining me again. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know, the first time we recorded this, uh, I lost the audio, unfortunately. So, yeah, thank you again uh, for joining me. Totally. Glad to be on, even if it's for a second time. I'm excited <laughs> to do this podcast. Yeah. All right, thank All you. Right,